What's up, everybody? You are listening to Unrefined Baraxium, a Star Wars and pop culture podcast. This is Gerard Bear, and I am joined today by Daniel Miller. Yo, what's up? And another Daniel, Daniel Leahy. How's it going, guys? Good to be here. Fantastic. Good to be talking. Make sure you follow us at Broaxium, B-R-O-A-X-I-U-M, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, broaxium.com, and uh, follow our The Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics Facebook group on Facebook. Check that out as well. Um, We're all still suffering from Star Wars Celebration Chicago withdrawals, but while this amazing experience is still fresh in our heads, we want to have a discussion about it. Um, Probably not really focused on the trailer. It seems like there have been a thousand hot takes on the trailer. Um, since then, all we mostly can talk, really cool. Maybe just a little. We don't have to get deep. Oh into yeah, it, but I we mean, can just just a. Little. I don't think it's possible to not at least mention it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it would be cool to have kind of a personal, you know, touch on it because we were all there, and um, you know, some of us met in person for the first time, and it was it was really cool. So, um, I guess we can you know kind of start with that and see where it leads us. As far as our arrival celebration, maybe. Uh, Miller, maybe you want to talk a little bit about your journey there. And all right, yeah. Um, so you guys were already there, and uh, me, I'm catching like major FOMO. Chris got there with uh, Jim. Uh, you guys were like taking pictures of like breakfast and like all this stuff, and I'm like, man, I really <laughs> want to be there. Like this sucks. <laughs> we felt bad. And, uh, yeah, and and here I am thinking like, oh, man, I gotta get through Thursday, and I was gonna leave right after work on Thursday to get there like for Friday and everything. And we had that. Well, you guys had the dinner set up with uh, making Star Wars and all those guys, and I was like, I really want to make this. And I just thought about it, and I just told my boss, I'm like, hey, is it is it all right if I um if I just not come in tomorrow? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Star Wars, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I took off like that morning, Thursday morning, like I was going to work. And and I mean, it's about 11 hour drive, um, 12 hours almost. And then you go through some kind of time vortex into central, central uh, time and you lose an hour, which is great or gain one, however you want to look at it. And um, you get an hour back and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get there plenty of time to make the dinner. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just trucked it like it was a day of work and, and really only took a break just to get gas, uh, one time to pee, uh, TMI, I don't care, but I had pee bottles, I had pee <laughs> bottles and I was like trucking it, you know, I just had to do it and I wanted to get there in time to enjoy like a nice night with you guys. And, um, it was awesome. I made it with plenty of time to get a shower and all that good stuff. What was so hilarious about it was. We're all thinking, we knew how early you left, but we did not anticipate how fast you'd get there. So we're all like, oh man, he's barely going to make dinner. Like, we'll see. Like, oh yeah, no around. way. No and way. Then, and then you're there before we're even out of the show floor. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm downtown Chicago. I'm at the hotel. And we're like, what? What are you talking about? Was, you booked it, it, man. It was my goal to prove Chris Ryan's wrong. You hear that, Chris? I literally broke speed limits 90 miles an hour just to prove Chris Ryan's wrong. He, he peed into a couple of Snapple <laughs> containers and some yeah, well, Capri what? Sun bottles. Gatorade. Gatorade <laughs> Gator- bottles. I was going to say, yeah. Gatorade is a good receptacle yes. for that for that particular situation. Perfect. We're yeah, going to get yeah, dinged. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was that was my journey. Made it in time. We had a great night um, having deep dish. It was uh, all worth it. Yeah, that was super cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, I had a tough ride in too. I mean, I had to get out of bed to go to celebration. <laughs> it was. I hate, uh, I hate you so much. Yeah, living in downtown. <laughs> Not, not even downtown Chicago, but like the south side of downtown was so convenient. It was it made it pretty cool, though, like as an experience, because we had this launch pad that we could kind of, you know, all right, settle our stuff here, go do this thing, come back. It was like this like this zone where it was our area, but it was, yeah. a, it was a good like it was like a base. What do we Oh, we called it Cloud City. The best good. part about you living in Chicago was like um we like you said, all the base stuff. And then we also had like you as like a tour guide to go all the cool places. That was fun. That was fun for me to like show yeah. off my city. Cause if there's anything I'm as passionate about as star Wars, it's the city of Chicago. And I was so, that was another cool thing about the entire event was I was really worried that you, you guys know how uppity I get about Chicago stuff that people are going to be like, Oh, this pizza sucks. These hot dogs suck. Blah, blah, blah. The wind, the weather sucks, but everyone really embraced the city and were, they were down for it. People, people have been on Twitter like, Hey, what, what's the recipe for Chicago hot dog? I want to make one at home. Like, man, I already missed that pizza. You know, it was that snowstorm was mm. like was badass. Like, you know, so especially with Game of Thrones happening that night, by the way, right? that was that was the most cool thing. I can't wait. For, I can't wait for Game of Thrones tonight, but we don't have to get into that. But seriously, I was on my way home. Like, should I pull over and watch it at, at like a gas station or something? Because I had my computer with me and I was like, could I get some Wi-Fi? I don't know. I just wanted to get home watching mm -hmm. all my regular tv and i didn't mm -hmm. miss out i really felt like i didn't miss out but anyway sorry yeah it was a good one yeah it was i had a uh i had a little bit longer a trip than um daniel Leahy did but me and steve got in the car and drove from boston to chicago man we met a lot of people that drove freaking uh jason ward drove from california it was like i don't know like a thousand hours or something yeah but there were a ton of people that drove <laughs> Why would you drive from California? I do not understand that. Sometimes road trips are you cool. just want to go for the adventure, you know? Yeah. I, road trips I was, are cool. Could you yeah. imagine us going from the East Coast to California in no. like an RV or something? It'd be like well, an episode it, of now that would some be kind of awesome. bad, bad reality TV. Oh, you know what? You know what? That's not a bad. If you guys picked me up like in St. Louis, if you if you guys all got in an RV – and journey to anaheim on the way that would be <laughs> just, that would be the most fun journey <laughs> to anaheim are you kidding me we get daniel on the way and then truck it to oh my god we could make a whole i'm excited i'm excited would, you said idea. that i actually talked to chris about doing something like that it was a little idea for a stupid video and that, that would be awesome. Oh that would be amazing. Oh, my God. We could stop at different places, do different, like, videos. Like, we could stop at different, like, collectible stores on the way there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to, like, we, do we some We need, like, three weeks off, oh, though. Yeah. Comic book it, it, shops. <laughs> it would be a while. I mean, because you got to yeah. give us at least two days of travel on each end. So yeah. that would be wild. But. Man, oh, yeah. Would, oh, it, would would be, be so it would be sweet. We had a good trip. We stayed we one night, and then we got to Daniel's. Um, we would need a Patreon uh, set up for that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, or just save a bunch of money. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Connor and Rui's Patreon money ain't going to get us to Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> we could pick them up on the way. <clears throat> yeah, I know, huh? Um, 
Daniel took us to a Cubs game. So That's we went right. to uh, went to see a Cubbies game. It was cool. Had a hot dog. Uh, Steve seemed to like it. Even though I'm from Boston, I was brutally harassed because of my intolerance for the cold that night. I was a little baby and I wanted to go. We would not have brutally harassed you if you had not given us the, I've oh, gone to a million New England yeah. Patriots games in negative 17 degree weather at July. I completely State. set I myself up. I, was I did nothing but shoot my mouth thing, off. Like all, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it was. I was just, I was freezing. Am I, the wind or? It's because I called you out as a man because you were yeah. you weren't wearing socks at the game. I was like, we were, we didn't even leave my apartment yet. And I'm like, hey man, I get it. You were used to the cold, but Chicago has a way of getting into your body in a different way. Like, I, like you need to understand this. And you're like, oh, exactly. no, no, no. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, all right. This guy's going to hate his life. And sure enough. Yep. But you were right. made up for it. So. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, yeah, you got me. But it was, uh, it was awesome. Going to the game was cool. Um, so that was my trip there. Um, everybody has a different trip. A lot of people flew. A lot of people had some delays getting there. Um, mm-hmm. Delays getting home. I wouldn't mind being delayed getting home, but getting there would have been frustrating. But <clears throat> well, that's uh, what I think. I, as, as long as we're talking about celebration, that's a really cool thing. I think organ, organization-wise, that they did was they had it. They did five days, but that first day was like a half day. It was like a half day of school. It was like go get your books and know where your classes are, and then the next day is when you know real stuff happens. So that gave people a day of travel where they could that celebrations happening, but if they got pushed back a day, they weren't going to miss events really. You know what I mean? Yeah. All we did, we get up, we had breakfast, which is nice because we get to, you know, and then we walked around, get our bearings. And I mean, I still don't even know my way around there and I'm already home, but (laughs) it was, uh, yeah, that first day was cool. Just kind of, Hey, let's hang out, check it out. And, um, it was, it was nice having that fifth day on Monday was nice too. Mm -hmm. Just seeing the last thing and I was was sleeping, man. I was ah. sleeping when you guys uh, were enjoying all of that. I got home so early in the morning, like seven o'clock in the morning, since I didn't have a Monday pass, and um, just just passed out. I can imagine. I'm still tired from the drive back, and I did it over two days. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I'm good now. But that celebration hangover was just like it was because so, it, it was more than just physical, you know? Because we all had such a great time. It was such a positive. It was such a refresh. It was the most tiring yet the most refreshing fan experience I've ever had in my life. Because in one camp, it was this like Star Wars summer camp where we it was everyone who loves this, who everyone who understands you as a person like that loves this stuff more than anything. And they they took so much time off to get there and the expense. So you're all in the same camp. You're already the super fans and the positivity and the warmth and the giving and the celebration, no pun intended, that happened was amazing. But the cost of it is, <laughs> the cost of it was you have like 10 hours you're walking around the con. And you come home, pregame, hang out with your friends, and dinner. And then you go out until like midnight, 1, 2 a.m. One night I came home at 3.30 in the morning and we were up at 6. So oh. there's... So it, it, it's rough. Like it's, it was hard on, on the body, but it refreshing to the soul. Agreed. Yes, it really was. Let's talk about what we actually saw when we were there. We got 
we got the main panels. I know we we were all linked together, so we all get we were fortunate enough to get picked for um, two of them all together. You guys had some access to some other ones. Um, you know, we've got episode nine, Galaxy's Edge, the Mando, the Phantom Menace. Twentieth mm-hmm. was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe uh, Miller, do you want to talk a little bit about the uh, episode nine? Get your trailer, brief trailer talk in there too, and sure. Um, so we were all jam-packed in like sardines when we were trying to watch on the uh, Star Wars show stage. We were all there. It was me. Uh, Chris was in the back. He couldn't even get in where we were. And it was great. Like, at least we were right there looking at a screen right in front of our face. And we got to see the panel. And everything was awesome. <laughs> and all of a sudden, yep. this freaking dude with this boom camera Right as the trailer starts, just start swinging this thing. We're all ducking so we can look underneath of it to try to see the trailer. But, oh, my God. Like, it starts off with Ray breathing. When uh, the Ryan trailer, it started off with him saying, just breathe. Now she's breathing. I don't know if anybody thought of that. I, I don't even think there's really anything to connect there. But I was just, you know, remembering. Exciting. I thought and it was poetic. He, yeah. So we had that. And then um, it just like flashes to her running with her new built lightsaber that is pretty similar to um, Anakin's lightsaber. I think it's a little different since she had to put it back together herself. Um, And she does this freaking flip, dude. It was awesome. And everyone's saying it's Kylo's new um, TIE fighter. Uh, So that's cool. We don't know exactly what's happening right there. He's not shooting at her. And uh, they go through a little montage, Lando flying the Falcon, which was heartwarming. Um, we have uh, Kylo rock bottoming, which everyone's thinking it's a Knight of Ren. I think it might be a Knight of Ren. I haven't really slowed it down. Um, and then we have them looking at this uh, giant piece of Death Star. Everyone's thinking, what, Death Star 2 on Endor? Not Forest Moon, but actual Endor? Right. Oh well, the the actual planet of Endor is a gas giant. Oh, is so, it? Okay. Yeah, so that is the uh, the force moon of Endor. The proximity in orbit to the the second Death Star had to the force moon of Endor is too close for it to, in my opinion, for it to go somewhere else. And I, there, it, it, all right, so there's a few scientific reasons why I think that, but also oh, just storyline. Hold on, comfortable. No, 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 no. Forget those. I, I'm not bringing that up right now. But story wise, it it makes perfect sense for them to have to be on that planet again. Right. That, that, I, that's I why, agree. yeah. Like I Go think back to where it all began. Poetry there, yeah. There's a romanticism to that. So that's why I was thinking when she was running, she's on Tatooine, um, on that sand. I think that she's on Tatooine for some reason because it's just kind of poetic to take it back where it all began, kind of thing. Um, you know, you don't want to make the galaxy small, but you also want to make the story kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, and then and then we hear. Palps laugh as uh, it goes dark, you know, and um, it was just amazing, an amazing surprise to hear that at the end. And uh, it's just been a freaking amazing ride. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was completely amazing that people were already crying and losing their minds at that. And then you see the, the title, which was awesome. And then 
McDermott walks out and people were losing their minds. <laughs> I know, right? And then when he goes to put it up, uh, the mic up to his mouth, they like go crazy again. And then he couldn't get just, it out. Yeah, he couldn't, could not. It was, it was so awesome. Did the live stream it, show that? I don't think it did, yeah. did it? Yeah. 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 We, oh, saw it it. we saw oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was just a big mic. Again. I, don't know, I don't know if outside the, outside the convention, did everybody see it too? Yeah, they did. Cause my dad was watching oh. it too. And my sister was, oh. so they, they texted me. They, I mean, it was, I, I don't remember standing there and watching him because I blacked out because it was so awesome. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I, I watched it later and that's how, like there, there's video of the whole crowd seeing that and I watched that and I can see myself and everyone else losing it. So that's Ruined the only thing I know what again. I was feeling. Well, we know this footage of it because that camera boom was, you know, oh taking God, everybody's... You know, why, why didn't they take they should have taken the footage of all the people that they were blocking their view, which is probably about 70 <laughs> percent of the people watching probably, it on that side. It's probably the footage uh, they cut out of the celebration video because oh, yeah. like, what the f-? Yell, yelling at the guy and <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's he like he can't hear us. He's got headphones on. But that was the only moment of celebration where I felt like a lot. There are a lot of fans out there that may be negative and be like, oh, this, this organization didn't or- do this right. And it's like, whatever. It all worked out in the end. Everyone had a great time. But that is the one moment where I was like, you are robbing the fans of an experience right now. I got over a, a few people we were with did not. Steve was I think he's still upset about it. But and I got over it pretty quick. Yeah, because I was like, well, this is going to happen. So just focus on the trailer and forget about it. Yep. Yeah, but, that's all you yeah. can do. Oh man, I yeah. There was a moment where if I had the ability to force choke someone, I would have gone to jail. So it would have been that guy. Everyone would have done it at the same time. So we all would yeah. Have been his poor head would have popped off. All the guy's doing is just trying to video people. Yeah, so I'm he's glad, doing his I'm job. Glad, I'm glad he's still alive. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, that was great. We weren't actually in the panel, but the overflow at the at the celebration stage was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the Mando panel? Um, yeah, Daniel, you were there for the goods. What do you got, buddy? Talk to us because we yeah, didn't uh, so we didn't get in for that one. I Wait, got, one I second, got one second. Was I just want to voice my discretion about the Mando panel and how you got to see all of that footage and nobody else got to see it on live stream. The only thing I got was secondhand video camera crap. I mean, I at least got the goods, but not like you got it. And that's all I'm saying. Go ahead. It's Yeah. So they showed us three different things that no one else got to see. I, I got to shout out to my buddy, Jack, who hooked me up with two passes to Mando. Whatever, uh, Jack. Yeah. He, he Like the night before, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I got I got these two passes to Mandalorian panel. And I'm like, uh, yeah, OK, that's happening. And so. We got there uh, hella early to make sure we got good seats. Got us into the VIP section. That was cool. Um, but yes, yeah, so they. I, I won't go through the footage. <laughs> oh, the, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, I the know, VIP. Know. Yeah, that's a humble brag. Yeah, all right. You know, just go keep going. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah. So uh, I won't go through the footage because you can, if you want to see it, you can watch it online. And if you don't want to hear about it, I'm not gonna spoil or tell you anything. But they showed us a sizzle reel that had behind the behind the scenes stuff. Oh, was um, it sizzling? It, yeah, it, it sh- showed a few cool things. One of them was George on set, which we knew from uh, John Favreau's Instagram. So that's not really a spoiler. Uh, but it was cool to see. Then they showed us eight minutes of footage from the first episode, which was I, I still find myself lacking uh, the proper descriptive words when I try to tell people about it because to me it was it was so awesome. 
if I were to say that looked like somebody took it, the video using their Nest doorbell and they filmed it through a fish tank and it still, (laughs) it still gave me goosebumps. It was awesome. Daniel, if I were to say game changer in the Star Wars uh, content universe. Well, yeah, because it's the first thing of its kind, right? Like when you get rid of the, the holiday special, which John Favreau hilariously referenced as the first Star Wars live action show. Oh god, uh, he, that was uh, gold. Yeah, he. Uh, it, it, it's it's really good. I mean, it, I, I can tell you right now, it's Dave Filoni, John Favreau, and then the lineup of directors they have and writers. This is this is going to be stellar. Yeah, you know, th- this is not going to be bad. But I mean, just the the eight minutes we saw was like setting up the series. It wasn't even actual action. You know, there was no actual. Act. Well, there's one kind of part that's actiony, but Little it was bit, yeah. it was just incredible. It was I thought it was so good, and I was so locked into it that when the footage went away and we came back to reality, I was I was like, whoa, whoa, what just happened? And the scenery, okay, like like Gerard said, like even watching it through a fishbowl, like it looks lived in, like it looks like gritty, and like the film work looks. Like mm-hmm. it just looks real. Like it all just, oh man. All yeah. Well, just- Kathleen Kennedy, she's was referring to everything as films. And I think that's kind of how they're looking at it. They're putting mm-hmm. together, they're not just making a Star Wars show. It seems like they're kind of taking the approach. They're making a, an awesome show, which happens mm-hmm. to be about Star Wars. And hopefully it's going to appeal to a lot of people. It's, it looks, it looks unbelievably good. It's mm-hmm. going to be um, so good. So we were yeah. blown away by that footage and then they showed us the trailer and then they showed us the trailer again. Because we were losing our minds so much during the trailer the first time that they wanted us to get like a fresh experience. So that so there's that and then they handed us a cool exclusive poster that you could only get from attending the panel. Yeah. So yeah. Little joke about that. I'm thinking about uh thinking about on this show doing a little giveaway for that because I like the poster, but I have a lot of posters already. Wow. So I mean I I you don't have to say that. You can just give it to me. Um, because I don't. Uh, but it's fine. We could do a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I don't have much to say other than it was incredible. I love the people behind it. All the, uh, all the directors and and leaks. The are the, the directors and actors that we've seen, and all the leaks of the story and visuals we've seen are are all they're all incredible. It's all up and up. And if you want to read more about it, I recommend going to uh, makingstars.com and reading what Jason's written about it. Uh, he was also in the panel. Yeah. So, He's been on top of a lot of the coverage. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Like I I'm so excited for the Disney Plus like service for one mm-hmm. since it's super cheap with six bucks, six dollars. Yeah. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? A month that is nothing. It's nothing. You, you get. All... I think it's seven. Well, it's it's six if you pay for a year in advance. There you oh, go. A year. In I'm advance. not doing that. I am doing that. No commitment. Yeah, I might I'm not like that. it. What I'm are you talking? It. It's going to come with everything. <laughs> they own kidding. Fox now. You're going to get every Marvel. I know jokes going right over my head, but if it was only Disney in Star Wars, I would buy it. Oh my god! What? Crazy. That makes no sense. It's going to be crazy. It, it comes I, if it was only Disney, I'd buy it. I, I'd buy one. I know it's going to be everything, but if it was oh, only oh. Disney and Star Wars, I'd buy it. Oh, okay. I've misinterpreted. What it's said. going to be the best deal in in town. They'll, they'll probably jack it up to thirty bucks after the first year, but. Um, yeah, not if you that, lock in fast with all that they're going to be the, loyal with the, with the Mando and Clone Wars launching mm-hmm. at launch, you would have to take a week off of work and just start. I wonder if they're going to, I wonder how they're going to release them. Oh, I well, hope they do it week by week. 
I need I, know. I need them to slow drip this stuff, okay? Like I agree. I, I like to binge stuff, but I, I don't want it to be over and then you gotta wait a year for it. I don't drag it out. Give us some give you us know, give us something to, to look forward about. to. Give us something <laughs> to talk about too. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the the corporate logistics of this. So you want people logging in to your streaming service often and and as much as like so long term. You want people coming back long term. So I think you guys make a good point. Releasing them all together wouldn't as much as for us people binging them, as much as that would be fun, you really need the week to week to to get the buzz going. Now, something like Clone Wars Season 7, I think because that's such a niche market, you could drop that all at once. But at the same time, this is absolutely a streaming service focused at kids. It's Disney+. Plus, So even that, even they will want to do stuff week to week. The issue you have is you're releasing this November 12th. So... And apparently the Mandalorian is supposed to be on the streaming service the second it goes live. You Maybe it'll be a couple days, you know, but relatively the exact moment that it goes live. So what do you got like to release two Star Wars shows a month before episode nine comes out and have those go week to week? Do you think that marketing, do you think there's an issue there marketing wise? I mean, we already know that Disney has kind of. About, no, because I think the whole time you're watching this, they're going to be pumping episode nine f- news right in your face, like all different yeah. types of trailers and sh- um, excuse me stuff, <laughs> you know, but we're going to be seeing all of that. Like, and the, I think the problem with, you know, what happened with solo was that we got two major movies too close to each other. Nobody was ready for something to be released in May. Um, and and it just but with this streaming service, I think it's going to be different. Like, I think we're going to be getting our fill. But at the same time, you know, we've got this movie to look forward to, you know, and it's it's I don't I don't think it's going to be bad. I don't. Yeah, maybe they give us a couple and then they take a break while, you know, episode nine's on the theater. And, yeah, you know, almost it, all oh. TV shows on around for Christmas and the beginning of the year, they all take a hiatus. So they always do those half season yeah. hiatuses. Yeah, they go through yeah. first like first half of uh, the first season. You know, we get teased out through the winter and then it comes back in the spring for the second half of the first season of The Mandalorian. You know, it might work out just like that. You know, we get some I'd be OK with them. Yeah. Drag it out a little bit. You know, I want everything all at once. But it also when you're done watching something like you binge a show and then when you're done, it's like, oh. What do you do now? You know, just like you, so. just like you said, Daniel. You know, like if they want to keep people coming, they'll give you half of a season, make you wait, watch episode nine. Well, the rise of the Skywalker, then come back. That was a good point there, Gerard. With the if they do split seasons like that up. Yeah, we see it a little bit, you know. But so I mean, whatever they do, I'm just gonna watch it when as soon as it's available. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, um, maybe they know what's best for me. I don't know. <laughs> It's also um, a huge experiment for them, right? They've never done a live action show like this that's so clearly they've never done a TV show that's so clearly aimed at adults. Oh my god, it's so good. It's gonna be so yeah, good. It'll the, be a first it, thing. So hmm. yeah, I mean it's they're gonna learn from it. And I think that's smart that they're they're choosing something that is so And isn't the Clone so Wars coming out simultaneously with it? There's that's really, what it looked so, like today. There's been there's been confirmations that it is, and and then there's there's it's from like semi unofficial sources, but then that's what everyone's kind of running with. I mean, we saw uh, so in the Clone Wars panel, which we could talk about as well, is that we saw footage that's pretty late 
in this in the season seven. So they I, they've been working. Oh, that on thing's got to be done. I wonder if it's it's got to be done. I don't think it's completely in the can, but you got to think November's what five six months away. That's yeah. I mean they, how much more? I mean I know we know the actors have finished with it. We know that Steve Steve has a high degree of confidence that they'll launch both of them in some form on the day. I usually just wait for him to tell me whether something's true or not because that That's guy crazy. he That's digs crazy. into deep parts of the internet that I don't go to. Well, that and Jedi Fallen Order coming out three days later. Like, oh, like please it, give us some goods on that right the, now. You the were game there everybody's for that. hating already. No. How, only, how is anybody hating on no this? No one's hating it. No a, one's a couple people it. are that we all know. I mean, yeah. look, we're, we're getting, getting the satisfaction of naming them. Aren't we getting a similar, I mean, we're getting a similar story to Kanan, but now you get to play it in video game form. Like, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We don't really. That's the thing. We don't know. Well, all we know is that this kid used to be a Padawan and he somehow escaped. I mean, that's that's legit. All we know. Yeah. I mean, we've so, got Kanan who was with Master Depa Balaba. He was younger than I don't. I'm pretty sure he's younger than this dude is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know. He was a Padawan. We don't know if he was younger and we're just catching him at a later point in his life in this game. Mm-hmm. But Kanan, through the comics, you know, had to escape. The Jedi Order um, and Order 66 and the troopers who kind of followed him for a while. And then mm-hmm. he got older and then was forced into a situation where he had to use his powers, um, his his Jedi power. And, uh, you know, freaking he, he pretty much got had to start fighting for the good guys because he couldn't really hide who he was any longer. No, it so, looks like it's going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. I don't. But it, um, it, I'm saying even if the story is similar, like there were plenty of people that weren't executed right then and there order 66. So yeah, even like, if it's similar, how many times, how many games have you played that were based around world war two? I've probably played right? two dozen. Right? Exactly. It's, it's you know, <laughs> so, there people survive the purge. There's going to be more than just Canaan. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it is what it is. It's, and what do we got? Uh, um, does it look, it looks like we have, uh, uh, inquisitor bosses. Yeah, we've never seen those in a video game. We've gotten them in Rebels, and that was pretty much like the end. And we've seen some comic books where they pop in, and there's some we get to see in action, and some we don't. So I, I think it's going to be compelling. This I think because they didn't tell us much about the story at the panel, there's reason for that, and it's because they really are excited to show us that. I mean, it, yeah, they want you to yeah, play it. I can't wait to play it. Did Let's you play see, it and find did out. Did you see gameplay, Daniel? They didn't show gameplay. Oh, they that's sh- the, yeah, that's the one CG. thing I wanted to see. But I don't blame them for not showing us that. You know, I mean, they they emphasize so much throughout that panel that the the abilities you gain in the game are so tied into where you're at in the story and in how you progress as an actual Jedi. So, that, so I don't blame them for not showing us. You know. <laughs> boss battles where the our jedi uh our jedi cal is is the protagonist name is is out there wasting people you know like they also said they didn't want it to be a button masher and they didn't want it to be this crazy ludicrous use of the force like which is what the force unleashed was and we loved the force unleashed but that was also pretty much given in the title that's what you were getting yeah that's exactly right it was purposeful hyperbole yeah i think this game will be more story-based than an action which i think without a doubt Without you know, a doubt. which would be great, but we can do a whole show on that once it comes out. Probably two. 
but yeah, right. Um, just for the sake of time, we'll <clears throat> we'll bounce it. Galaxy's Edge. That panel was. I could probably spend twenty seconds on it, and it looks great. Everything looks like it's going to be completely amazing. Nothing really new came out at that panel. At that, you know, everything that was in the panel was basically what was in Anthony Brizikin's article that he had written previous to that. But and the only surprise. Yeah, the only surprise that we got that I don't think anybody knew about before was the thermal detonator style Coke and Coke bottles and the weird long uh, Dasani bottle. They're going to have some unique beverages that we'll probably pay a premium for there. And um, <laughs> then we got we got the cool cool st- uh, Coca Cola shirt. Um, but that Mine's was really like it. You know, eight that sizes panel was too large. <laughs> is it? Mine barely fits. So. Um, that that was it for that really. I mean that it was cool. It's but nothing new. I just yeah, was, I can't wait to go. I'll be there the end of October, so I'll, hopefully I'll be able to tell you guys how it was. Oh, that's right. You'll be there soon. Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. Uh, we all did go to the well, not not Miller. Sorry, you left, buddy. But the uh the Phantom Menace panel. Um, uh yeah. Uh What was your I'll, favorite part about that, Lee? Uh, well, Ahmed Best getting a standing ovation was yes. one of the highlights of the weekend. Oh, real quick. I speaking of it's, it links right into my best me and Chris were walking on the floor and like literally ran into him and got to shake his hand. That's awesome. Go ahead. That is I'm great. Sorry. Yeah. No, I love that guy. He's, he's a really nice guy and he really appreciated the love from fans and the positivity of that, that panel uh, in the whole weekend. He got, he got good positive vibes. He, it, it, but the rest of the panel, to be honest, was a little underwhelming. I've seen, all the actors that they brought up, I've seen all of them say those exact same stories. Um, all the post-production people who like uh, John Knoll and uh, Matthew Wood, like, all those people behind and, uh, Doug Chang, like all those people behind the scenes. I'd, I'd already heard them talk about this film in detail before. So yeah. like a, a lot of that stuff was, it was just repetition. It's stuff I'd already heard. I, I, I would have really liked a, a bigger celebration of episode one. Um, you know what I didn't like? I didn't like that when they put George on the screen, it looked like it was done five minutes before. He, <laughs> like he was barely interested. And it looked he, like they were using a, an old Blackberry for the camera. Like they couldn't have done anything a little nicer than that. You know, bring bring him out. Maybe he just doesn't give a crap anymore. I don't know because he's just fed up with it. But well, I think I, it's clearly not that. Been, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think that they, they – they, they could have done something a little bit nicer, you know, maybe, you know, get a real camera and have some lighting yeah. and stuff. It looked like he was in an airport lobby or, <laughs> or, or a, yeah. a terminal, you know, waiting for his flight. It did. Um, it did. I, don't know, those iPhone 4. I was actually thinking maybe they're going to bring him out or they'll bring out Ewan or something. as like the last day. Hey, this is awesome. And everybody will just, you know, rip their shirts off and run around naked for 20 minutes. But he's still no, they didn't do that. He's still yeah. hurt, man. Those movies were his babies and people crapped on him for like for a long time and now we're finally appreciating them and i mean i've always i'm episode one is my movie like i mm-hmm. love the prequels like that that's like what i've always known star wars growing up and then i started reading the books but like i started reading the books after the prequels where i was like oh man like this is awesome like there's so mm-hmm. much to watch now and then like it got me back into the originals and the the, the prequels are like my generation of star wars and i love mm-hmm. it yeah, yeah. Phantom well, it was top four for me for sure it was it was great it was good to see the panel i mean it wasn't like i thought it had wasted time and stuff but it was all good um 
you know, there was some secondary panels for sake of time. We really probably shouldn't get into a ton of them, but I went to, uh, Daniel mentioned the the music of the Phantom Menace. I jumped into that one. He was already in there. Well, um, here's, that was, here's that was a question. Cool. I have a question for all of you guys. I know we're we, we're pressed for time, but what I wanted to ask each and uh, each one of you is: Did you have something special, like one special thing that you took away from celebration that was just like, "Ah, oh, man, I'm glad I got this." You know, is there anything, Daniel? Uh- like like are you talking about like a physical item or yeah like, like a, a maybe moment. a book or an autograph a moment something like one thing that was like you were like oh, i'm glad that happened like this was my favorite part or you know like something that even if you didn't get to go to any of the panels or anything like that like or if it was one of the panels that you were really wanting to see like was there one specific thing that kind of stood out for you with celebration that's really tough and it's because it was all so good but there are things that stand out i mean i think we should think about it yeah so you can come up with something really good and we can spit it out at the end that's true i'm gonna i'm gonna have to think about that because there's so many cool things let it (laughs) let it it stew as we're talking perfect we'll do um you know what comparing this to other celebrations what i know uh daniel this is your uh Leahy, this was your first one. Millie, you were at Orlando. I yeah. was in Anaheim. Anaheim, as far as lines and stuff, was a complete disaster. The signage was awful. Um, me and Steve were there the whole day before we even realized that there was another floor with stuff on it because there was no signs or anything indicating it. Um, <clears throat> Orlando seemed to be better, but it was kind of a mess. Um, Millie, do you remember any of the nightmares with lines and stuff there at, at that one? Yeah, Orlando was... I, it was my first one, so I didn't know what was, you know, normal, I guess. And, like, when I went to Chicago, I was like, this is better than Orlando. I think it was just better because I had you guys there. Daniel was there to show us out in the town. Like, everything was so nicely packed together in the city, like, to where you didn't have to do much to go, like, get stuff. Um, like, it just... And it was. It was handled better. The lottery system actually worked, I guess, in in some fashion, Uh you know, if you didn't get chosen, you probably thought it was a sham. Uh, but yeah. I mean, for the most part, like at least there weren't these crazy lines. And if you really wanted to get into a panel bad enough, you would just go try your luck. And um, you know, who knows? Uh, Leahy, Le- not not having gone before, what would what is your first impression of this celebration? What what did you think was terrible? Without, I mean, we probably talked a little bit about stuff we didn't like, or what did you think was went smooth and did you think what do you think was needed some work i think okay so clearly i mean objectively there are things that did not go smoothly the app was it came out way too late for people to be able to really explore it and understand how everything worked there was not great communication on how um the the entry in and out of different things would be like so some of the panels you had to get a lottery for, you could just walk into. And then and then there were some of the smaller plant panels. You'd show up that first day and, you, and they'd be like, oh, do you have your your passcode? And you're like, what? What? Code? Like, what are you talking about? And, and it's just and it was and then yeah, also they weren't <laughs> scanning those. So so even if you were smart and were on it and knew about that and got one of them, got the code into the panel for the fast pass. Even if you brought that to them, 
they weren't scanning that. So anyone and their mother could just have a screenshot of a QR code. <clears throat> Not saying we did that. And could we would never we would never have done that and could get into a panel as a fast pass and completely skip the general admission line, which that that's another thing. It's like, it, I, I don't know how much of that is the procedures they put in place, or maybe it's sometimes some of that stuff is the people they've hired to work there. Cause they're, it's probably all union people they hire in Chicago that work the shows. So who knows? Maybe they're just not doing their job. You know, I, I, it's tough to figure out like, it's like going through a security line. Someone will look at your bag, poke their head yeah. in, and then you go through yeah. another one and somebody really looks through it, which, you know, I'm actually okay with that. Um, well, at a certain so, point, if technology is not, not participating for you, you have to just start letting people into stuff. Like you have to get the lines moving. You know, there's a schedule. So that train, that train's not going to stop. I, I see what they're doing with the, with getting the QR code passes and allowing you to be able to, you know, you, you're, you go from one panel to another that's across the con and you can just, you don't have to, you know, miss it because you couldn't wait in the line. It, so it caters to people who are intelligent about planning things out. It does not cater to people who are just like, oh man, oh, no, I don't want to wait in this line, this line's stupid. You know, people who just yeah. will sit there and, and you know what, and that's their that problem. It, it you is. want to spend that kind I, of dough really, and you want to go there, yeah. you know, you spend a little time and plan it. I mean, we didn't go crazy, but we had an idea of what we wanted to do. And once you got the lottery for stuff, you could, you know, then plan the rest of your day around that stuff. Um, some of the things they did that I thought they did right was the lottery system. And like you said, mm -hmm. anybody that didn't make it, you know, they're going to be ticked off. But I mean, that's like with any lottery. Um, it needs some I tweaks, never would have stayed overnight. It, you know, it the merchandise thing is the thing that killed me. I I, I think that Going forward, if you go to Celebration, you buy a ticket, you have that ticket. So now every exclusive Celebration piece of merchandise should be available for every ticket you buy. You have the opportunity to buy it. Maybe you pay for it ahead of time and you, it's there and you can pick it up, but whatever. Because people were panicking and, and like ruining their time waiting in line for three days trying to get like a uh, like the Claudia Gray book, uh, Master and Apprentice. Mm -hmm. Some people didn't get that. You and Steve were fortunate enough to get it. But, you know, you go, you, if, you, if you go there, you shouldn't have to spend four hours a day waiting to get, you know, the Black Series guys if you want them. You know, you should be able to get one thing, you know, one yeah. one item for each thing. Uh, that, that, sh that should be more – that's more important to me, I think, than even the lotteries to get into the panels because that was the biggest complaint was that people wanted stuff and they couldn't get it. What well, what's about insane that? about that is what, – what's insane about is that that is money that they're just burning in a trash can. Because I would have bought a few Funkos and absolutely the Obi-Wan Mall Phantom Menace exclusives. The thing, like, exclusivity is great. It's it's a good thing. But leaving money on the table like that, I don't understand. So you're right. I, th I, th I think panel-wise and line-wise, I think it was actually really well. Well, once you figured out how to do things, it was good. But the merchandise-wise, like the line for the store the uh yeah not getting able to not being able to get the exclusives like the the lottery for the merch is something really interesting to me that, that I, like i i don't understand the complete logic behind it i get that they can only make I, so much i take much exception stuff. to that well so I, I, don't, I don't even think it's that man because you got people that'll buy you know two so i mean if you get ten thousand people that go and five thousand people go through and they each buy two make it so everybody can buy one 
And then if you get stuff left over, you're never going to not sell it. Somebody will buy mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you got to have people order it ahead of time. But, you know, you go to this thing and, you know, like Liam wanted a Darth Maul pop. I couldn't get mm-hmm. one because I wasn't going to spend two and a half hours in line to roll the dice. So mm-hmm. so he got other crap. But, you know, you, you take a trip and you go out there and you take your kid and there's something that they want. I, I don't know. As a dad, maybe I'm just throwing the dad hat on and I think you should you should be able to do it and be able to get the stuff, you know? If you're willing to shell out the 200 bucks for a spider mall, why the heck not, you know? But Agreed. Agreed. Well, that's just me. Dan- Daniel, what do you think about all this stuff? Well, I uh, I don't know. I, I was not willing to wait in line for a lot of stuff. Uh, the only mm-hmm. reason I even waited in line at the celebration store was because there wasn't one. Um, and I was lucky enough to get there when there wasn't a line. Me and Chris got there like first thing. Um, but the lottery system definitely needs some tweaking, uh, even like for the panels, uh, they need to be a little bit like they they weren't even checking Q codes for a lot of things. Like they weren't checking a lot of stuff. Um, and, and I heard there was a lot of empty seats, um, like, so there's just, I think they just have to improve on it. The lottery system, though, is pretty awesome. But when it comes to all the special exclusive merch, I'm just, I wasn't even really paying attention to most of it because it wasn't like the one thing that I wasn't there for, I guess. Like I got a pin, I got the exclusive uh, Rise of the Skywalker shirt, which I was excited about because I was in line at the time they announced they had them for sale and they only had a limited amount. And it is different than the one you can get at Amazon. It doesn't have Celebration Chicago on, printed on the inside of the mm-hmm. bag there. It's mm-hmm. a different color. And it's just, it's better. But it looks no, good. Kidding. And if you wear it and it makes you happy, then that's all that matters. I know. You were I'm there. You know I'm you were there. Kidding. Yeah. Um, one one other thing before we try to wrap it up is the autograph. The, let me try to say that again. Autographs. Um, I talked to Mark Von Olin from Tops. The audio was completely terrible because every time we started talking, they were announcing people to get in line. And uh, I don't know if I can clean it up enough, but they made a bunch of changes to that. Cause I remember people complaining so bad in, in Orlando. I've, I've never waited in one of those lines, but waiting for hours and hours to get in line, to get your photo or your autograph. And they did it differently. They broke it up to different sections. So you really weren't, I don't think you could even line up close, uh, any further away from your time than, than 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So the lines were moving pretty smooth. They uh, dramatically improved that. So anybody that's kind of thinking about doing that for a next celebration, it's way better than it used to be. Um, and they're even working on other things to make it so you're not spending time standing there waiting for something when you could be enjoying the con. So uh, it seems like everybody's kind of trying to build off each each celebration and trying to do something a little bit better. And it's definitely trending in the right direction, both on read pops end and, and uh, you know, tops and, mm-hmm. and everybody else. So um, I guess unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about, like the actual con, the logistics of it or anything, we could, you know, talk about what we hope for for Anaheim next year. Well, I just want to be there with you guys. <laughs> like, That's the that best was, part. That was the best part about being at celebration one of i guess outside of star wars stuff was being able to like go out to dinner hang out you know just like it was like we're always in the chat and uh it was like the chat came to live and like you know came to life i mean and it just it was it was awesome like it was just great hanging out with all you guys being able to just like throw a few back 
chill out and just go out and and just you know do whatever it was great and then we got to go and explore freaking star wars celebration together it was awesome it was just such a great time with all of that oh, it was great when i got to we me and steve stayed with daniel we got there he had special towels set aside he had like little little kits with like soap and shampoo and stuff i mean the dude was like <laughs> my wife doesn't even do stuff like that when people come over i was so impressed it was yeah. like Guy rolled out the red carpet, literally, and it was yeah. and it was freaking awesome. You know, everything was great. And well, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> nobody ever, no one's ever nice to me, so it was it was very foreign. <laughs> it was it was great. No, it was truly all downhill from there. Uh, no, I, I wanted you guys to feel welcome because because you guys wouldn't have a hotel room to just kind of destroy, and so I knew you guys were going to be like sleeping on couches and rolled out mattresses. So I wanted to make you guys feel as comfortable as I could. But, it was the most uh, comfortable couch I've ever slept on, and I'm right? not exaggerating. I'm never getting rid of that couch. You never. said that it was, and I'm like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, okay, Daniel. Uh, yeah, he's right. It was, it was freaking awesome because I'm yeah. a baby, and although I did order my my pillow and had it shipped the next day because I forgot my pillow. Yeah. I like the recliner with all the Star Wars duct tape on it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the <laughs> '70s sorority house basement recliner. Yeah, that's my it's, it's my that's my personal favorite thing to sit on in this house. It's nice, best yeah. piece. And Rainer, that guy was awesome. I can't believe he put up with us for so long, that poor guy. Yeah, he uh, he really put up with a lot of crap. I thought we were going to be a lot cleaner than we ended up being, which is fine. I mean, I think he knew the reality was we were, it was going to get a little destroyed. But yeah, he he did put up with us really well. What a, what I'm a glad I finally figured roommate. out which, the re- which bin was the recycling bin by the last day. <laughs> well, we still had to throw out all that recycling because all your garbage was in it. So there's that. <laughs> That's true. Oh, uh, what a city what a living. Way, I ain't used to it. What a waste. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. throws all of his stuff into a pit. So anyway, yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was cool having you guys out. I mean, that was the best part, I think, was getting all you guys here. And I wish more of more of the Taos with people could have could have made it. But yeah, well, Fathead Rui was, was there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fathead Rui. He's Fathead still here. Rui. He's still. He, I'm going to put him up on my wall. I'm going to. I need gonna, that picture of me with Fathead Rui. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Nice. Yeah. That was a good time, man. There's just a lot of giving, so positive, just being able to sit there and just explore Star Wars and come back and, yeah, like, like you said, throw a few back, go eat some great food and just hang out, talk talk crap to each other live in person instead of through a Facebook chat. It's just, exactly. It's just, and oh, I, yeah. This might sound depressing, but I can't remember the last time I was that happy for that long. Do you know what I mean? Like the, and I mean this from like a, a like a body chemistry standpoint. Like the amount of, like one reason why I, everyone's all depressed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is because, um, I don't know how much you guys know about like brain chemistry, but like for example, when you take ecstasy, the reason why you feel so good is because your brain releases all the serotonin in your pituitary gland, and so like when, and and that's why people get like really irritable like after they do those drugs, right? So, the but the part of that depression you have the post con stuff is because you're around stuff you love so much. You're having such a great time. You're laughing so much and there's so much positivity going on that your brain is just has so much dopamine and serotonin in it. And then when you're away from that, it is like, all right, where's this stuff? Like it's used to it at that point. It's where is it? Yeah. It's like from a body chemistry standpoint, like it was, it was those Two three days afterwards were rough. Like I, I snapped at a few people at work. Felt we're bad literally going through withdrawal. Yeah, no, it's it's a real thing though. It's a real thing though, and that, that's what was so special about it is that we made each other feel 
we we put each other through brain withdrawals like it was just wild but yeah uh, that to me that was it, it was all worth it man that, that was the best week ever it was, it was so yeah. fun i loved it i'll tell you what i'm looking i'm looking forward to two things next year one is hanging out with you guys all again obviously and all our old pals and new pals you guys may have known some of those guys before like you know jason and randy Steele, johnny haas araj all those guys mm-hmm. um rebecca um i'm you know i could i could sit here for 20 minutes and name all the awesome people we got to spend time with um, yeah out there but uh you know we got to eat with them we got to drink with them all that stuff um i'm looking forward to that more than anything else and second i'm looking forward to going to galaxy's edge with you clowns yeah, because it's right next door. So we're gonna get on. We're gonna have a Broaxium Millennium Falcon trip in our in our future. Oh my God, that would be. You awesome. Imagine that. Oh, <laughs> and yes. I just want to hear Chris say, "Punch it," sitting yeah. in the captain's chair. Oh, that would be so great. <laughs> oh my God, that would be so great. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. So for so, um, go ahead. Uh, well, I just wanted to say. Since um, you guys aren't going to, everything was great. Every takeaway, I, I don't think there could be one good takeaway from Celebration, but I was happy to walk away with my Charles Soule autographs on all my issue one Star Wars comics. Oh, was, yeah, man. That was the one thing that I held close to my heart that I was like, I'm just glad I got these out of everything that happened there. I was like, this is the one thing I got to take home with me that I was like, yeah, met him. That's awesome. a cool item. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool thing to, to take back with you. Mm-hmm. Leahy, what was your favorite one? You had to pick one purchase. What was your favorite thing of merch? Oh, that's so hard. All right. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be my Ahsoka, her universe windbreaker. I knew that's what you were going to say. I yeah. knew it. I knew it. Just, it. It just grows on me every day. Like at first I'm like, okay, I want an Ahsoka thing, but everyone's got that Ahsoka sweater. I want to be different than everyone else. And I was like, I don't have a windbreaker. Yeah, I'll try that. And I just got so much love for it. Like Mike, Mark Van Olen, like st- he tweeted a picture of me wearing it the other day at me. He's like, "This, I still need to get this. It's oh, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. Of course, honorable mentions are my green convory, which was the last one at the con. And then my Ahsoka <laughs> art, my Ahsoka art, which is pretty, uh, pretty awesome as well, which that was, was also dope. like the last print the artist had. So I got pretty, and all my Claudia Gray sign stuff. And it, I, yeah, I got, I got, I could just keep going. It He's was like, awesome. everything is great. Yeah. Check my Twitter. I took a picture of like all the, all the stuff that I got. I, I spread it all out on my bed and then I had to remove stuff because there was just so much. So it was a good time. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All, our, all our Twitter stuff will be in the, in the episode notes. So. Yes. You should definitely check it out. It was a cool one breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Liam a bunch of stuff. You got some cool Legos. Dude built them both in like 20 minutes. He can't, he can't like cherish anything. He just has to get into it. So that drives me crazy, but he loved them. My favorite thing for me was finally buying a Darth Vader helmet, which I had not purchased previous to this for some strange reason. So leaving with that was my highlight of the merch. It barely fits on my head, but if I <laughs> squeeze it really tight, that three-piece thing, I can get it on. I don't look, uh, I don't look as comfortable as as Brian Karasik does when he wears his as Gentleman Vader. But um, how do you know if he's even comfortable? Oh, he is. He just always <laughs> looks comfortable. <laughs> 
he's you know, he wore the thing all day so he 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 was either comfortable or he's the toughest guy i've ever met so i i would assume brian would be a great disney performer because he would never break character no he doesn't break character even when he doesn't have to be in character exactly. and he's good at it the he's best palpatine at the super, con hands down dude super. he was all was over the internet man all over yeah. Um, unbelievable job. You now the rubber masks are great and they look cool and everything, but he's, yeah, hopefully he's not listening. I don't want to prop him up anymore, but yeah, he, <laughs> did, he did. He looked great, man. It was fantastic. Best I one of the show. Genuine Palpatine that's doing the voice for real and the aneurysms and like, like the guys who were like behind the mask, they weren't doing Palpatine stuff. You know what I mean? Like they were kind of no, like, they're just looking at you. That. Yeah. I, I saw her like, make a, I saw her make a little kid cry and I FaceTimed Liam and had Liam talk to him and Liam wouldn't look at him. He kept running behind a door. My wife's holding the phone and like he was freaking Liam out. So that means his Palpatine is awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. I, really saw, I saw what you did with Darth Maul. Way to, way to scare your kid into doing his homework. Oh, he was so pumped. He was so pumped. Like, Darth Maul knows who I am. I'm like, yeah, buddy, he does. So you better, you better be good. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it worked good. Um, you know what? Let's go around the horn. What uh, what do you guys want to wrap up with, uh, Miller? What what do you want to what do you want to close the show out with? Well, I just uh, I I don't know what else to say, but that I had the greatest time ever at Celebration. I can't wait for Anaheim. We're probably going to have an even better time because we just it's going to be in California. Knows how to party anyway, but we're going to be out there. It's going to be awesome, and I'm just going to close the show with uh, just saying, you guys, whoever has never been to a celebration you have to go the positivity is electrifying it is so amazing everyone is great and it's just the best time ever yeah i uh i was about to just say the same thing if you're on the fence about wanting to if you're on the fence this year and you're thinking about going next year just do it even if you can only get there for a day just do it it is going to be so worth it whatever you pay to get there it, it just when you're surrounded by that many people that get you and all that positivity and all the beautiful star Wars things, when you're rubbing shoulders with people you've seen on YouTube, online, on the screen, heard their voice. Like it just, it's so cool. It is such a cool experience that you should have in life. And I couldn't recommend it more. And I, I don't know how I can miss another one. Like, I don't know. I don't know how from now, now that I've had it, I don't know if I can not do it. Yep. So we'll, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. That might get me in trouble later in life, but yeah, I, I can't recommend it high, highly enough. Yeah. No, I, I feel exactly the same way. I can't wait to get back together with, uh, you know, the old friends and the, and the new friends that we made. Um, you know, with the guys from the bad motivators, Dallas, Luke, Eric, those guys are awesome. Araj from the Sith list, all these other podcasts that are great. Uh, Rogue One, Blue Harvest, making Star Wars, um, there's a bunch of other ones that I didn't know of before the show um, who I've become, you know, pals with. And we're, you know, going to listen to those guys and it's, you know, have interactions on Twitter and all that stuff. So seeing everybody again, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. So I, I, I want to do that. And uh, as long as they're in the U.S., I'll be going. And if they're mm-hmm. in Europe again, maybe I'll go to that, too. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my wife will let me, but awesome. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's uh that's it for this one thank you guys for taking the time talking about your experiences we had out there it was fun i'm looking forward to the next one thanks again guys and we'll talk to everybody later see you sounds good see you, man. don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at broaxium 
That is B-R-O-A-X-I-U-M. Don't forget to check us out at broaxium.com and check out our Facebook group, The Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, on Facebook. You can also reach that group by going to taoswf.com. Hope to see you.